0: What up, everybody? It's Ryan from the You Gonna Eat That Crust podcast. Have you checked us out lately? Hey, everybody. Seamus here. Tune in bi-weekly to hear us ramble on about different topics such as pop culture, music, movies, and all kinds of nerd shit. Greg here. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and wherever podcasts can be heard. And remember, in Crust, we trust. trust. God damn it. <laughs> Why are you guys dragging it out so long? <laughs> everybody it's naomi at weird mythic podcast and of course i'm always with the wonderful serena hello how are you i am great
1: i'm fine how are you you're good good. you said already (laughs) (laughs) wait did you say that oh
0: Oh, shit oh i'm glad to hear your voice and you know i know you were in pain last week so i'm glad you're out of pain she got her what was it your wisdom teeth out right
1: Yes, I got both bottom wisdom teeth out and they were impacted and that shit sucked so bad. Mm,
0: I know that hurts. I had mine taken out like hardly three years ago horrible yeah. horrible but i had actually all four taken out
1: Ooh, everybody Same keeps time. telling me that
0: mm-hmm.
1: everybody keeps saying "Oh, all no, no, four i was like okay look
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: way to one up me guys <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: i didn't know they just did it i gave them the money <laughs> insurance paid for most of it at the time but oh yeah I mean, like yeah but no that sucks especially just coming home and being all swollen and in pain
1: it was that and then the like you know me anybody who knows me and follows me on instagram knows like i eat okay like i can eat and being not being able to eat solid food for it was basically five days yesterday was the first day i ate solid food and that was day five it sucked (laughs) so bad oh
0: i'm sure you're such a foodie i'm sure that sucked
1: it sucked. I was like, "I'm if I never eat mashed potatoes again in my life, I will be okay."
0: <laughs> You're like, "I don't want that shit anymore." Make them like yeah. French fries, fried up, like yeah. <laughs> I need like
1: crispy, crispy, crispy French fries or something like something crunchy. And yeah, no more mashed potatoes. I'm like over soup. I don't want. <laughs> Mac and cheese, like I'm good. Give me something solid. I wanted a steak so bad, like (laughs) that's all I was craving.
0: Oh my god! So I'm gonna make
1: I'm gonna make tea like dinner for Father's Day, and we're gonna do steak, and I'm gonna make a bunch of stuff. So
0: oh, that'll be nice.
1: Hell yeah. yeah! Oh, that's cool. Is your dad coming into town at all?
0: No, no. I was gonna say I don't know what I'm doing for Father's Day considering my dad's in a different state. I mean, I could always, you know, give something to Jawan for his his daughter. I mean, he has a dad, but oh yeah, yeah. Like, but um, I'm, I don't. I think I talked my brother into coming up to SAC, so uh, he might nice. he might bring the baby. Might it depends. I told him I was like, don't worry about it. If not, you know, no big deal. But I said I'd take him like out to lunch or something. So that's all Aww. I got. Maybe if not whatever happy yeah
1: happy father's day to all of the daddies that listen do any dads listen to our podcast my
0: dad (laughs) oh your dad does listen and so does matt kind of he's a dad. Okay.
1: Yay. I'm still mad at Matt because he always interrupts our podcast.
0: It's been a minute. It's been a minute since he's interrupted us. But in I the beginning, know. that That's dude true. was calling like every time we started recording.
1: <laughs> Literally every episode for like the first, I swear, 10 episodes.
0: Yeah. It was like, dude, I can't. Your like, ass. It's
1: so funny, though. All right. Well, I'm excited about today because we have been talking about this for a minute.
0: Not just talking about it, but this this thing kept coming up in other sh- in other episodes. Like, oh, and by the way, you know. I know. So, what are we talking Five. about?
1: White ladies, no, yeah. was Caucasian women. No, just kidding. We're talking about women in white, but I swear everybody calls it white ladies. Yeah, like,
0: and I always thought it, I always thought it was ladies in white. And I, I thought like, well yeah it's not. like women
1: in white but then i swear every website news article youtube video i went to kept saying white lady and i was like okay this isn't a serena thing this is very much a normal thing yeah. so it's not as funny anymore but it's still
0: kind of funny so i was the one who was wrong in this technically because i guess i know it's ladies in white ladies in white no it's actually people <laughs> just call them white ladies okay <laughs> my bad so <laughs> yeah
1: like yeah okay this is gonna be fun i have some background and then i'm so excited to hear your stories Yeah. so should we just get into it
0: Let, let's get into it let's, okay let's refresher we
1: are we are gonna be in dallas in august for the true Pro- true crime podcast festival so that, that if you're gonna fact. be there go to that
0: <laughs> i have just to throw mention on the, that before just throwing that out there by the way august yeah. throw dallas. That out there, guys true crime be there
1: <laughs> podcast festival be there be there or be square okay <laughs>
0: oh shit
1: i'm teaching my daughter like all the like 90s slang and like we were listening to new kids on the block and oh, like- <laughs> my God.
0: well every time i hear like don't be square i immediately think of pulp fiction and uma thurman looking at travolta and she's like don't be a," uh, and then does the square with her fingers and I'm like that's amphibia, <laughs> and then does the square, <laughs> like, uh, or how to make it with your fingers. Do you remember how to do that?
1: Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then it. you just look. I like you could it. See I, did, me? I, did, I was
0: like, I did it at the microphone with you, and like,
1: huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yes. Well. Yes. Tell me okay. about these white ladies. Yes. So a white lady <laughs> or a woman in white. I put that there just for you, Naomi. So you didn't blame me too hard. <laughs> is a female ghost that is typically dressed in white and associated with countless versions of local legends and tragedy so i'm going to be talking about one specific white lady in the philippines in a little bit um but so in the philippines it's indigenously known as copper i don't know if i said that wrong which is a faceless phantom of a woman, usually in white. And although the woman in white is an international phenomenon, many of these legends have a lot of common occurrences. So accidental death, suicide, murder, and a theme of loss, betrayal, and love is like usually all of the legends have one of those things in there, right? I feel like it's oftentimes like the love or like the betrayal of a lover, Yeah. I think that's like.
0: Or it always has something to do with her going after a man or committing suicide because of something similar and stuff like that. Yeah. Those are, I I agree, the ones that I read very all of them had at least one of those
1: yeah and then um she usually shows herself to ask for help and sometimes for revenge to complete any unfinished business she's cursed to become a restless soul and roam this earth until she can achieve justice for her death Other white ladies are said to be searching for their lost children or deceased husbands and lovers. Uh, Much like the stories of who she is and how she came to be, the way that she appears also kind of varies from region to region. Okay. Sometimes she could appear as like a vapory mist shaped like a translucent human figure or sometimes she could be completely solid and lifelike. Yeah. I guess it just depends on what she feels like that day. (laughs) usually dressed in all white she mostly haunts rural areas creepy dark streets deserted old houses and castles school buildings and other establishments and i'm like okay so anywhere (laughs) that's what i heard i'm like they could be anywhere (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah every
1: location ever
0: (laughs) Every location might have a white lady.
1: I'm sure they do. (laughs) If not, just look for your local Karen. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) The legend says that white ladies are the ghost of someone who's been killed in the place where she appears. But some say a white lady haunting in your own home is believed to be the ghost of a previous occupant who cannot leave or let the property go.
0: Mm -hmm. Which is creepy.
1: Okay, and then the place I'm going to be talking about is Baguio City in the Philippines, and it's home to one of the most popular white lady stories in All the right. Philippines. So there was this tree. There was this tree. Yep. <laughs> An allegedly enchanted tree, okay? okay. <laughs> right in the middle of Loakan Road, which is a 6.2-kilometer major highway surrounded by thick fog and dense vegetation on both sides. Okay. So, yeah, there's a tree in the middle of that thing. Okay, okay. (laughs) The the tree occupied a large portion of the proposed road um, when plans were being created or laid out in the 50s. Okay. And all efforts to bulldoze the tree resulted in tragic accidents, serious illnesses, and even death to those that were involved
0: in the plans. Oh, okay. Evil tree. Or enchanted I let enchanted <laughs> I, evil.
1: I mean, I don't know.
0: It's very I interesting. Think both are fair. Get keep going. I want to know where this is going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the people believe that it was protected by a spirit of a woman, usually dressed in white, who walks down the Lowland Road at night. And the rumor was that a female nurse was raped and murdered by a cab driver and then gorily hung on the large tree, like. Decades ago. Oh my God. Other versions of that story are that the girl was raped by an un- unnamed man, and afterwards she was like, her family was like, this is shameful, like, kill yourself, basically. Oh my
0: God. And
1: she did commit suicide by hanging herself in the late 1890s. So, two versions of those stories are the two most popular versions of the story of why the tree would be haunted, right? Or enchanted, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, Encounters of the White Lady of Loacan were mostly experienced by motorists traveling the lonely road or by cadets and military officers because there's like a nearby um military academy like that the road leads to. Okay. I think it goes between like the airport and then the military academy in like the middle of nowhere. <laughs> right, right. And then they say that she's a vanishing phantom hitchhiker appearing and disappearing instantly near one of the two cemeteries past along Low Road. So I'm picturing like one cemetery on one end and then another cemetery on the other end and kind of she like travels between Yeah. Just like just the two like just stays between of,
0: that one area yeah, where the cemetery is. The tree yeah, 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 that's yeah. like yeah. So
1: that's my story of that white lady. Um, there are a lot of encounters, but nothing like, Do you watch Supernatural episode one, right?
0: <laughs> a long time ago.
1: <laughs> I think that episode was like a woman in white as well. Yeah. And yeah. that one. Yeah, that one was like she like drowned her kids spoiler alert it's been out forever and <laughs> it's episode one so you guys can suck it but suck <laughs> <laughs> i think we've also talked about the same episode like a long time we ago have. in one of our episodes yeah, yeah but yeah, she yeah. like drowned her kids and then um she because her man cheated on her or whatever so she like lures men and then kills them who are unfaithful or allegedly unfaithful
0: right
1: so that goes along with the legends and stories of the white women <laughs>
0: Yeah. But yeah. All right. That's what I have. Huh. Interesting. It's the, I'm, I'm really just like that the whole tree part and that anytime they were trying to bulldoze it, something did happen is just wild. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's. There was like, let me go back. Cause I had like a theory on one of them. Oh yeah. So, um, oh wait, I had another, so the tree actually mysteriously died Oh. And I think it was 2001. Hmm. Yeah, in 2001 the tree like mysteriously died after being there for what like was hundreds of years, right? Yeah. So then I'm thinking like okay, so did she get her justice for her death or whatever like what happened that and i was trying to look around 2001 and see like okay was there any like cab drivers that might have died on that area of the road (laughs) or like yeah you know what i mean like trying to dig and see like what could have happened to Mm -hmm. randomly have that tree die but yeah the tree is no longer there
0: did did you see anything about like sightings of her going away or not as freak as frequent you know since that tree died
1: yeah i don't i didn't find anything as far as like if there is because as we know like there's multiple yeah there's not just one so and i think being between two cemeteries there probably is still going to be activity between those and the fact that it was going on for so long like since the what late 1800s yeah That, yeah, I think that it would still happen. I didn't specifically find one with a date that said like, oh, 2010, this happened. But there are a lot of sightings out there, but they're mostly just like, oh, we saw this lady that was wearing a white outfit and standing on the side of the road at night. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not like, I let the bitch into my car. I I
0: wonder what would happen. I ended up watching this one video of, I think it was in Russia. And it's, it's somewhere on YouTube and it, it looks fake to me, but it's pretty good editing, you know, like it was fun to watch, yeah. like jump scare kind of thing. But and it was like these three kids, not like kids but like, you know, teenagers, maybe early 20s, they're driving down the road and for some reason they're filming it. You know,
1: <laughs> and for some, reason. for some
0: reason, they have a camera and the person in the back seat is filming people talk in the car, just driving down the street. And they see this woman on the side of the road and she's wearing just a plain white dress. The guy who's driving is like, well, let's see if she needs help. Like she's in the middle of nowhere. So they pull over She gets in the car and of course the camera starts to glitch a little and they're driving a little bit and they're like, so what's your name? Is everything okay? And she's just quiet. And then she points to the side of the road and goes, do you see that spot over there? And they keep kind of driving up closer to it. She's like, that's where I died and then disappeared oh, stop. and i'm like like I was like that was good that was a good one but it like the the way they edited it and the little glitchiness and then she disappeared but yeah it's Ew. the phantom hitchhiker she was wearing all white yeah creepy, though.
1: Yeah, just don't pick up hitchhikers, I swear. I, like, I agree.
0: It is not the 60s anymore. We don't do this. Like, we no. do not p- pick up any hitchhikers, regardless of what you might think. <laughs> like, just don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, let me actually get into the other stories. I just had to say that about that video, because it was, like, that's what if you type in just, like, with ladies in white or white lady sightings, that's what you're gonna get, is, like, Oh nice. you no, know, just disappear all of a sudden. So, um, the first story I want to talk about is in Virginia. It's in Bedford, Virginia, and she is called the White Lady of Avon. Avenel? A-V-E-N-E-L. Avenel, my bad people. But Bedford, Virginia. This is a plantation home. It's the Avon the Avenel House. And it is, it was, it belonged to the Burwell family. And the whole plantation was built in the mid 1800s. The, one of the sources was like 1838 and it was given to the Burwell family. Let me just kind of give you a little bit of information on them. So the Burwell home was handed to William Burwell from Marrying in from his father in law, so William married this girl Francis, and her dad had the land and gave it to him as a wedding gift. So this is a plantation. I don't know what type of plantation it was, but they did have slaves on this plantation, and I guess it was just it was one. Of, it was a really bad one. I didn't read anything good about this place. So there was lots of death no. and lots of bad things happening at this place, anyways. And, and there was also. Five children in the home, all almost all of Williams and Francis's children died. Five of, of the kids died in the home. What? Yeah, and one of them ha- happened when they were an infant. Yeah, I don't have any reason why that they passed away, but they did. Um, I don't. It could have been anything at this point. I mean, it was you know, eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds when they got the home. There was four sisters and all four of the sisters actually kept a diary. So they actually ha- they have these diaries. Somebody has these diaries. So I'm not sure exactly where they are. But the four girls kept a diary and in those diaries there's like they they keep saying that they're here like tapping and stuff on the walls or they thought somebody was breaking into their home and they remember their dad going out to like get somebody who was breaking into their homes, but nobody was there. And there was also times that they felt the room all of a sudden was just shaking constantly. They were even hearing like disembodied voices and stuff like that. So the sisters. (laughs) So after the parents died, and there is two of the sisters they didn't know who to give the home to so today there are many reports of them of people seeing a woman in white and that's kind of it (laughs) like they see this woman in white and they don't know who it is But there is always somebody walking around the house in a veiled kind of misty, you know, dress, drifting around the halls. And she often has a parasol. And I believe that is, like, those little, like, umbrellas that... Right? It's a little umbrella, right? Like, it's all fancy or something. Yeah.
1: But... Like, Victorian era. Yeah. American.
0: So, <laughs> not only is, like, the Burwell home in this plantation pretty haunted itself from people hearing, like, you know, disembodied voices and stuff. But they always see this lady in white. But they don't know which of the girls it is. But one of my favorite, um, like little theories on who it is is somebody was thinking why isn't it just a manifestation of all the sisters i was like that's such a great point because they were actually fighting at one point like the sisters were trying to sue each other to get this land so there was all kinds of bad blood going between the sisters there was one of the sisters who died during them suing each other just passed away and you know because they You know, they were getting older, and they were fighting so much that she actually passed away during it. And one of the other sisters, uh, it says there was four, so I only have two of their names. It was Leticia, Leticia who passed away when they were fighting for the home. But there was another sister, and her name was Mary Frances. Her husband never came back from... From the Civil War. So that was another thing about a lady in white. Is it somebody waiting for their lover and somebody who lost somebody? And so they think it might be her waiting for her husband to come home. Or it might be Leticia waiting to have the house because she was fighting so long to have it that she actually died and never got it. Oh, God. A lot of people always see the lady in white and they will smell either perfume or tobacco. So that was another thing. Mm. But, yeah, that is the uh, white lady of, you know, A- Avenall in Bedford, Virginia. This one is really interesting. I'm going to talk about the white lady of Kinsale. This is in Ireland, and it is off the coast of the County Cork. I'm thinking that's just like Cork County, Cork County, like how we would say <laughs> here in the States, but it was specifically yeah. County Cork. Okay. So... This is going to take place at what is called Charles Fort. And this was um, like a military fort that was built on the harbor in 1682. And this place was huge. Like, I saw, like, the blueprints of it when it was originally, like, built and everything. And I saw some of the other pictures of, like, you can still go there today and look at the ruins and whatnot. But this place was huge. And it was one of the first places that was actually, like, built to look like a star. And this place had 18-foot-thick walls so that the enemies couldn't get anything through that. 18 feet thick? That is insane. Another really cool thing about this place is because they could get from one end of the harbor to the next. What they did is they took a giant chain and put it at each end of the land. And so it like ran underwater. And I wish I had like how long it was in here, but I don't have how long it was. But what they would do is they would pull on either side... So that the enemy ships couldn't get in and it would damage their ships to where they would sink in the harbor. So they couldn't actually get very far at all. And I was like, that is Mm -hmm. awesome. Um, Something similar like that actually happened to uh, the Ottomans when they were trying to take over Constantinople. But that was at another time. But I thought it was really cool because it's two completely different eras in the world and in time. And they both had the same idea because they had... Like, you know, enough chain and water to pull something across and damage boats. So, all right. So, the white lady that is seen here, she has a name. People know who she is. Her name is Wilfer, or Wilful, sorry, Wilful, W I L F U L, Wilful. She was the daughter of a commander of Charles Fort. Um, I couldn't find his first name, he just went by Governor Warrender. Uh, was stationed at the fort and he brought his daughter with her, with him. And there's two different stories where she came to the fort with a fiance or she met her fiance there. Either way, she had a fiance and they were going to get married like real soon. So they were actually getting married at the fort. So They got married. It was this big celebration. Everything was awesome. And it's, you know, pretty late. So the newlyweds are walking around the fort, just enjoying it. You know, nobody's bugging them. They're by themselves. And Willful just looks down kind of near the bottom of the fort because they're really high up. And she sees these beautiful flowers. And she loves these flowers and really wants them. So, her new husband, and what is his name? I have it somewhere. Anyway, Sir (laughs) Trevor. His name was Sir Trevor, but there was another article where he was also called um, Brown. So, I'm just going to say Sir Trevor. (laughs) But he was like, I'm going to go get those flowers for you, babe. Don't worry about it. So, as he's about to climb over the wall and scale everything to get down to these freaking flowers, uh, a guard looks over at him and he's like, actually, no, I can go down there and get him so you don't have to. Can you just watch my post until I get back? And Sir Trevor is like, sure, why the hell not? So, willful goes back up to her bedroom and Sir Trevor takes over the guard's spot and the guard goes down to get the flowers. So, the guard, like, took forever to get the fucking flowers to where Sir Trevor actually ended up, like, falling asleep and sleeping at the post. So, It's, like, middle of the night, and Governor Warrender um, was doing his rounds, and he was known for being a very strict military man. Like, he Mm -hmm. didn't take no shit. He didn't let things just slide by. And I guess he saw a sleeping guard when he should be up at his post. So, he yells over at him something, but doesn't get a response. So... He takes his gun and shoots the guy and killed him. Uh. So he walks over to the guard he shot and realizes it's his son in law. Yeah. So sad. Fucking shot him. So there isn't anything saying how Willful found out that her dad murdered her husband, but she found out like. That night or early the next morning. And she ran and jumped off the top of the fort and committed suicide. So, yeah. And once that happened, the whole lady in white thing almost happened immediately. Like, people were starting to report her, like, seeing her all the time. And what it was that they were reporting, like, back in, this was during um, the late 1600s, what was happening is, you know, people are at their posts for however many hours just standing there. And they would be woken up by a lady in white. And they she would, like, wake them up so that they wouldn't get shot or in trouble because they were sleeping on the job. So. Damn. Yeah. And she's still seen today. I got a couple of sightings. Um, There's this one from the 1800s, and there was a guy there, and I don't have his first name, but he was a major at the Fort a Char- uh, Fort Charles. Uh, he was a major black, and he brought his daughter with him one day, and when she was like watching people pack her dad's bags and whatnot, like getting ready to leave the fort, she looks over at the people packing the bags and goes, who's that lady... Like, watching us over the banister over there. And, of course, nobody was over there, but she insisted there was a very pretty lady dressed in white smiling at her from the staircase banister. (laughs) <laughs> yeah well. yeah so and later on in the 1800s there was a nanny and she was watching over an officer's children and i don't know why these people are bringing their children to military forts i don't know maybe a different <laughs> time okay but she's watching the the children and they're asleep i don't know if they're just taking a nap or whatever but she's in the children's room and all of a sudden she saw a lady in white cross over from the bed to the officer's son's sleeping like area like seemed to float from a bed to the other bed and as she went over to where the kid was like she saw this person grab the kid's arm but before she could even like rush over to be like who the hell are you why are you grabbing this kid the kid woke up and said take your cold hands off of me Like, it scared the kid. Like, he felt like something grab his wrist. And then the lady vanished as soon as he woke up. That kind of goes back to the whole woman waking people up there. Like, she woke this kid up. Why? I don't know. Yeah. There's another report, and this was in 1922. And there was a medical officer who was found at the bottom of a staircase. And he didn't know exactly what happened. He said that he was going to get the spare key that he had under the mat so he could get into his room. And as he was getting into the room, he felt like hands grab him around the waist and then throw him down the stairs. And he said, all I saw was like a wedding dress. But then again, he was knocked out. So it was like, okay, that was weird. But... That same exact year in 1922, there was a Captain Jades and he was walking up to the same room and he started hearing like rattling from the room, like somebody was trying to like either get in or lock the room. So as he was getting closer, he noticed a woman in a white dress like, book it down the hallway all of a sudden, like, in the opposite way of where he was going. So he's like, okay, that was very strange. But he gets to his room, he gets to his door, and it was locked. But he specifically remembers not locking the door because he was going to come right back. He had to go get another dude to help bust this door in. It was locked that they couldn't even, like, get it open with just one dude. They had to bust into it. And as soon as they were able to get into the door... Both the men felt a cold gust of air come out at them. And then the one um, captain was thrown down the stairs.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. So that's the main stories are of her waking up the guards, making sure that they're at their post. But if you are a bit like a captain or a high-ranking officer, they say that she doesn't technically... She's not really nice to them. (laughs) i'm like that's crazy
1: this is the same the lady or supposedly same area that the wife threw
0: herself off the building yes first yes same woman okay Mm
1: -hmm. so what when the husband or whatever was shot was he sleeping he was yeah that's why Maybe I, that's why she always wakes them yeah, up right
0: isn't that that's so sweet sad. i know she's waking them she's up. like you're gonna get shot <laughs> yeah if you're but then leaving. she's like oh you're a captain you're a high ranking officer i'm throwing your ass down the stairs <laughs> yeah like, that's actually so sad i know right she's because it happened to her husband she doesn't want it to yeah. happen
1: oh that's so, really sad
0: i know but
1: that is that All was women in white or white ladies their origin stories are all so
0: tragic. It really is. So, I have another one. Um this one it takes place in a cemetery pretty much. Um it was in it this specific cemetery is in Buenos Aires and it's actually one of like the most haunted but big beautiful cemeteries. It's been there since 1822. It's called Recoleta Cemetery. So I I want to kind of go there honestly. It's it looks really cool. <laughs> so there is a story there, and it's like one of their uh, urban legends in in Buenos Aires. So there's this story of a young man walking down the street, and he gets to the corner of Vincent and Lopez, or Vincent Lopez and Asquenaga. Cannot pronounce the other one. It's A Z C U E N A G A. So just walking down the street it's kind of you know it sounded like when i read all the stories it's like dusk so the sun is just now setting okay but people are still walking around having a good time he's walking down the street and as he gets to that corner he notices this really pretty girl in a white dress and she's crying and so it just kind of bugs him and he goes up to her and asks if she's okay and you know offers her his coat because it was starting to get cold she accepts the code, and then he's like, do you want to go to the cafe right here, and I'll buy you a coffee. So, she does. And they end up going into this cafe, and they're sitting there having their coffee, and everything's going cool. And all of a sudden, she, like, looks down, and the woman is like, I have to go right now. Leaves the table, spills coffee everywhere, and takes out out of the cafe so the dude is like Mm -hmm. what the what just happened like it was legit mid conversation everything's cool and she just bounced with the quickness so he he ends up following her he's like Mm -hmm. running after he's like hey what's up are you okay and he sees her run into the cemetery and as he gets up to the cemetery the gate is actually closed so he's sitting there like I need to get in here. Like, how did she get in? Like, how she couldn't have jumped the fence that that easily. Like, yeah. this is like hell at all. So, actually, one of the like got the one of the um, caretakers of the cemetery ends up just opening the gate and letting the guy in. So he's walking around the cemetery and he's looking for her. He's like, she's in a pretty white dress and she still has his jacket, mind you. So he can't find her. Doesn't know where she is. He comes around a corner and sees like. This really pretty crypt that has his jacket on it with coffee on it. (laughs) So he knows it's definitely his. And on the crypt it says Luz Maria. L U Z Maria. So they have seen her a few times. um, From what I've read, that she's been seen a few times. They know exactly who she is Luz Maria. She was a she was the daughter of a famous playwright, Enrique Garcia Veloso. She sadly passed away in 1925 mm-hmm. when she was only 15. Um, I don't have the reason why, if I remember correctly, it was like a, a disease back in the 20s that we don't have anymore, that we have a vaccine for now, actually. I can't remember which one it is, sadly. I wish I had that written down, but it was like, Like, she got a fever, and then she passed away. So her mom was, like, so heartbroken that they made this really big crypt for her. And her mom, you know, actually said, like, that was my daughter that you saw. Like, there was reports, and then people were, like, drawn over there. And she was like, that's got to be my daughter. Yeah. Those are some ladies in white. (laughs) That's crazy. Very, very crazy. Um... I do have one other one. This one's in Pennsylvania, and she is called the White Lady of a Wapsie Mountain, and this is in the Wapsunanok Mountains in Pennsylvania, and that's just fun to say. (laughs) So um, there's actually possibly two ladies in white on this mountain, and specifically it's on Buckhorn Mountain and around a certain road called Devil's Elbow. And it's just a creepy looking road if you just look it up on Google Maps, you know. You can actually see, like, no, that's one hell of a turn. So on Wapsie Mountain and Buckhorn Mountain is where Devil's Elbow is. And I guess there's quite a few, like, accidents on that turn. But a reason why there's a lot of accidents is because people see this woman in white. And as soon as they see her, she, like, kind of disappears, Or they're driving up to her because she's on, like, devil's elbow. And they're like, people can't see you. Get in my car because you're going to get hit. Like, it's not even people wanting to pick up hitchhikers. It's like, this is a dangerous road. You shouldn't be here. Picking up a hitchhiker or as soon as they pull over, she just disappears. And that's it. Like, they see her constantly, but she disappears. It's almost like you look in the rearview mirror and nobody's back there, right? And then all of a sudden, you look in your rearview mirror again, and there's a woman in white sitting in your back seat. <laughs> and then once... And the thing is, oh, is, like, that is once so you scary. notice her, it's like that same instant she disappears. It's not one of her hanging around for too long, but it's definitely... Yeah. Which, like, what's scarier, though? Right? Honestly. And there's two stories, and that's why I said maybe there's two different ladies in white. So there's two stories. There's one of a um, newlywed couple driving down Devil's Elbow, and they lose control. And then all of a sudden, they crash, of course. And the woman wakes up and sees her husband decapitated. And I guess she just kind of wanders the mountains after that. Uh, I know. The other one is that she committed suicide by seeing her husband dead, was the other one. So, Yeah, it is. So, that's why I'm thinking maybe there's two, because there's other stories of, like, somebody just going up to the mountain and committing suicide, and she was wearing a white dress. Like, there's those kind of stories that go along with it. So, but I'm like... I don't yeah. know. That one just creeped me out, and I wanted to find one that was super creepy, and that was the one. So, yeah. <laughs> Pennsylvania.
1: Yeah. Always coming through with the nightmare fuel. <laughs> so, yeah, but
0: <laughs> those are our ladies in white and... or white ladies.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Speaking of, like, nightmare Please. fuel, can I tell you a story that my coworker yes. told me yesterday? So... We were talking about the podcast and he didn't know I had a paranormal podcast, right? So <laughs> he's like, oh, what's your podcast about? And I told him and he's like, you know, I live in a haunted house, right? And I'm like, what the heck? So this is the second technician I have that's telling hell, me I live Texas? in a haunted house. And he was telling me, <laughs> <laughs> he was telling me a bunch of stories, but one of them was about sleep paralysis, okay? And I'm going to tell you because it scared the absolute shit like i almost shit my pants at work okay like that's how scared i was and okay so he was i'm gonna bring it i want to hear the story story. um i think he said his wife was like working Mm -hmm. night shift right so he was like sleeping Mm -hmm. by himself in his bed and um he woke up and he was having sleep paralysis Mm -hmm where there was like a shadow figure in the corner and he was being choked and he couldn't oh move gosh. and it like he felt hands like around his throat the pressure everything and he was like starting mm-hmm. to not be able to breathe right and then his wife came home and she came in the room and then she like went to the bathroom and he was like laying there like basically like <laughs> freaking out right like just silently though and then she like comes over she's like babe what's wrong and he's like i just had that like sleep paralysis like i guess it's like a normal thing for him right and she was like oh what happened and then he was just explaining like yeah you know it was the shadow figures they were there they were like wrapping their hands around my throat blah blah blah." and she was sitting next to him and then she goes oh you mean like this and she starts what? choking him out and then she sticks her hand down his throat and it was fucking still sleep paralysis bro but it was just like his wife scared the shit out of me when he told me and then he finally like snapped out of it and like came to and he said when his wife got home he was so mad at her he was like i don't trust you right now so like, how oh terrifying my God, is dude, that? The hell? Yeah, dude. When he told me, I my like soul came out of my body for a second, and I like shit like that don't happen. Out. Like the hell? <laughs> no, dude. Yeah, he he says he gets sleep paralysis all the time, and like there's like like mm-hmm. disembodied voices and like figures in his house. Ha- I'm like, okay, so yeah, we're gonna talk about this because <laughs> you have some it good like content. The hat man. I, I maybe, don't know either. I don't know. I don't know, but the fact that it was like, literally, he thought it was not a dream, and he it was his wife like sitting next to him on the bed, like that's how crazy is that?
0: I hope he's okay. That's so scary, dude. He's dude.
1: He is like I don't know, man. He's been through some shit, (laughs) so yeah, he has so many more stories. Oh yeah, no, that is insane. (laughs)
0: Wow! Wow! Isn't that scary?
1: Yeah. So I had to tell you. It <laughs> did not have anything to do with
0: white That's ladies. That's alright because I actually have something <laughs> written down that I wanted to bring up that has to do with our Dog Man episode. Okay, so you're in Texas. Have you heard about what they caught on camera at the Armaria Armaria Zoo? No, and I, do I want to know? They straight up May twenty second of this year. They caught. A picture of this strange animal standing upright out on the outside of the of the zoo, like on the outside, so it's not in the zoo. Not Dude. me googling to see so how far no away it is. So there's no signs of it trying to like break in or damage anything or attack anything. They just got a picture of it. So they so the first thing that people were saying is like, it's the chupacabra, it's the chupacabra. I looked at that. I was like, no, nah, that's the fucking dog yeah. man. Like, I'm sorry, but that was fucking yeah. cool. I don't know if this is some way to get people to go to the zoo. <laughs> a publicity stunt? Either way, that was a fucking cool picture. It is.
1: It's good marketing. It is. But it I'm like, no, it.
0: that looks like the dog man. and Definitely check that picture out, dude, because that was cool. Dude. Damn, cool. I will. I'll, I'll post it <laughs> on Twitter, too, if I can find it. Yeah, and if... Anybody has any stories of their own ladies in white, white ladies, let us know about it because they're urban legends all over the place. And you can always send those to weird podcast at gmail.com. Yes, yes,
1: or DM us on Twitter. We're at weirdmythic. Hit us up on Instagram at weirdmythicpodcast. And. Come in to August, Dallas in Dallas. August, because we're going to be yes, there. <laughs> yes, Yeah, we're going to be at the True Crime yes, Podcast please Festival. Please come join us, this,
0: hang so. out. Yeah. Let's talk about some weird shit. And, you know, I'm just happy to be recording with Serena, and we're going to keep doing more. And I, I know, know we have some more stuff coming up for you guys. I think we might be collaborating with somebody else coming up, so...
1: Yeah. Yep. We have a couple guests coming up. We might get Jason back <laughs> on the podcast if I can convince him to. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's favorite guest. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Bye. All right. Yay. Bye. <laughs>
1: Are you a fan of true crime, cults, conspiracies, and all things Sinister? Then tune in with me, your host Steph, every week for a new episode of the Sinister Story Hour. You can find the Sinister Story Hour on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.